On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out what the taste buds do when no shows come out, how Spider-Man the Animated Series does at adapting to The Amazing Spider-Man number one, and how Books does at hosting this podcast. All of that and more on the all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book. I'm your master of chaos, McKenna. Caitlin is also here, and we have another friend here, Ryan. Um, But before I let any of you speak, I just want it to be known that I have uh, officially taken over on a lot of roles. One, host of the Superhero Show Show. Two, Caitlin, I'm taking your title, Master of Chaos, and I I want to know how that feels. How does it feel? That feels like the most chaotic thing you've possibly ever done. So um, um, I feel attacked in a lot of ways, but I'm okay with it for now. But I will find a way to get you back. Mm, I highly doubt that. All right, Ryan, cutting to you in a very chaotic manner. Do you think I can pull this off? Can I be more chaotic than Caitlin? Uh, More chaotic than Caitlin on this episode? Yes. Probably. In general, in life, like from here on out, absolutely not. I'm setting realistic goals. Just yeah. today, just this moment. <laughs> this, is a, this is what we call a superhero junior. This is a shorter show. I think you can make it last for like 25 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, no. You're just going to be like, oh, this is exhausting. I think I would genuinely physically shut down. Yeah. I don't have the capability to run on Snickers and gummy worms like Caitlin does. <laughs> so I think my diet is really what makes me chaotic. And I think that's that's the pinpoint. So, I mean, if you take all the food away, I guess you can do it. <laughs> there are... There's a secret, too. You know what? You could probably do it after Caitlin turns 40. You, you can take over it because that diet, she'll be dead at 40. So then you can. <laughs> <laughs> then I live till 80 on the Caitlin diet, fulfilling the chaotic needs. Honestly, though, I don't think I even have 40 plus years of Caitlin diet. It, w- it would take me out a lot sooner than that. All right. Caitlin. Yep. That's Any me. other advice on being chaotic? Just and yet, besides besides completely changing your um your diet, you just need to anytime like anything comes up in your brain, just you need to say it, yeah, and you no need to filter. do it. No filter, and then act upon it. Like you think of a thing, like jump, do just jump. Don't jump off a building, but jump jump like really high because you can. Mixed signals here. I feel like if you're on a building and your brain, you jump, jump, you jump up, <laughs> you jump up, but you don't off. I feel like you live a very complicated life. You got to maybe jump kick. I think that's the best way to do it. What is, jump kick jump your kick. way through the life. What is your finger strength to back? Because Caitlin will jump up off like a, like right next to ledges, obviously mm-hmm. fall down them, but catch herself on those fingers. And she does that like action hero, lift myself yeah. back up with those. If you don't have incredibly tough knuckles, I wouldn't do it. That's why yeah. we call Caitlin tough knuckles. <laughs> it's how she and now the secret is is revealed that's how she earned the nickname i have very strong fingers but i have carpal tunnel so like mm. would work for half a second and then i'm falling wow right. you're gonna need some good braces like wrist braces up in here <laughs> just constantly wrapped up i am i'm gonna put this whole show probably at least this intro under protest i'm filing it right now you guys can hear me typing um 
because you did something that nobody's ever done before. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do not want this out. I especially don't want Cassie hearing this, where you just said our names quickly and then said, don't talk, I will continue. <laughs> no one's thought of that. I think, <laughs> I think it's devastating, and I want it stricken from the record. What is even more brilliant is you listened. I felt so powerful in that moment. That is, It was just so occurred. so chaotic. No one was ready for it. No, yeah. I mean, it, like, it blindsided me, um, but... Also, like, what am I, if not a stickler for the rules? Like, you didn't turn my mic off or anything. I just sat there patiently because you said I had to. I I said, don't talk. I thought what I honestly was going to start asking Caitlin immediately how she felt about me taking gas. And then I was like, "Mm, what would be more chaotic if I just let myself ramble a bit more? I pulled a Caitlin. I had a thought and I ran with it. Wow. And then you jump kicked and then your I way through kicked. life. Yeah. And it, it's only going to last for 25 minutes, but I am determined to make this last uh, for every minute of those 25 minutes. Just to Good. defend my honor as a talker and a rude boy. Um, <laughs> people at home don't know this, but I was holding up signs like Wiley Coyote with all the words that I would be saying if I was allowed to talk. I think that should count for something. It was impressive. I think you're challenging um, tough knuckles over here with your writing speed. Like, you've well, obviously it, got some finger strength there. It fucking sucks because when I walk off a cliff, my job is to get my sign up, like, yikes or whatever, and then I just fall. Caitlin doesn't yeah. have the sign, so she just knuckles onto the ledge. Everyone's role in life is not always fair. Uh, but true. it does seem like you got the shortest end of the stick. Well, now you know who's here and who's most likely going to cut them off from speaking. But what we're actually going to talk about today is Spider-Man, the animated series. This is the season finale of episode one, or season one finale. (laughs) There's some words here somewhere. Um, And this one is titled something about a chameleon. The day Ryan. of the chameleon. The day of the chameleon. Thank you, Ryan. No you weren't holding up your sign fast enough, so <laughs> I didn't have uh, words to go off of. We're going to get into that when we come back. Welcome to S Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show covering the seminal and underrated cartoon of the mid 90s, where we pick up. We start in an airport where a man is just trying to get through a customs line, but he is stopped by a group of armed people run in. And hold him at gunpoint. But this man is able to escape. And it's just like, uh, TSA, settle down, right? <laughs> Bit extreme. God. He's got somewhere to go. What if he had to poop? Like, my God, just let this man through. TSA does not know, does not care if you want to poop, but they do know because mm-hmm. of those x-rays. They could see it all sitting inside of there. <laughs> also, ready. this is like pre-2001. Did they even have TSA back then? I don't think so, dude. You can yeah. seriously just run onto a plane, say, I'm the pilot, and fly it anywhere you want. <laughs> it uh, It's also just like a very lax, like they just look like uh, those fold-up tables that they're all just getting their bags yeah. checked on. They're, uh, yeah. You, I, I can't remember, though. Like, can you guys, you guys are slightly, you guys are like two months older than me. Do you remember before, flying before 9-11? I don't think I did. I definitely did, but I don't remember it i just i think it used to be so so like you would get there 10 minutes before your plane took off and you were fine wow your family could like walk you up to the gate never never been there never done that but this i mean it it was it was a time and apparently you know you could get away with stuff because this man escapes those armed people trying to stop him from leaving the airport with a weapon wielding bag just a full-on missile gun 
pops out of this bag at a pop of a uh, press of a button and he shoots at them and he manages to escape and he's running through this airport and uh he reveals he has these chameleon like powers surprise oh now i get the name it all makes sense chameleon like literally the moment he changed like he shapeshifts and he uses his really cool belt to do that um i was like oh i get it (laughs) chameleon he blends into surroundings (laughs) i believe at first i was pissed because this is not how the chameleon works in the comic books and Mm -hmm. that's nothing will upset nerds more than that (laughs) other than the lack of a woman's touch but uh, i do get it because in the comic books um, he spends a lot of time creating masks of people, <laughs> yeah. and that's what he, like that's his power. And so it would be terrible if he was like, "Shit, another person, go into the closet, supply closet, spend four hours on a new mask, then run out. That person's gone." So Seems that like mask the is least now a waste effective of time. superhero, a comic, <laughs> he's just a really a good villain that a comic book has ever written. <laughs> He would just be a good artist at that point. He's not even. Yeah. He's a good up two sides. Trying to ruin world peace. Well, I guess that's a good thing that Estes did. Then is they made him. It, it, it made it for the times, I guess. But he's not a mutant or an alien, right? So he just got a good belt. So he got that good belt, and we didn't have to go through the story of like. Uh, Jafar found him in a prison. He had to go to the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> he then was he gets on the a belt. safari. <laughs> as far as we know, everyone's just like, get that guy. Who has that fucking belt? But we're only going to notice the belt when it's too late. When we're stopping everybody. (laughs) Never going to notice he has a belt or not. Um, So yeah, this man uses his chameleon powers. He is the chameleon. He morphs into a pilot and he steals a full-on helicopter. Which honestly, pretty brilliant escape. The team that Sure, but you're not... You're just taking their face though, right? Yeah, do you have the skills? Yeah, I don't think you have the skills. That's the thing... he gets he gets all these damn skills. He can well. He clearly doesn't know how to cl- fly the helicopter. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not great. <laughs> it's, I would say you just looking like a pilot, not enough to fly one, as we quickly learn, because the team follows them in their own copters. They chase him down, and he crashes into an abandoned building. So Spider Man points out to the audience, "Good thing that was an abandoned building." <laughs> Has Thank to you, clarify, Spidey. people aren't dying in the animated series. But how much better would it be if a plane or a helicopter crashed into a building in New York, starts to fall down, people are jumping out from the top? Like, wouldn't that have been, like, so much more harrowing? Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) That does not happen, fortunately. Spider-Man is able to uh, get this man out of his uh, failed crashed helicopter just before it explodes. Drops him on the ground, which, of course, is uh, he'll be surrounded by a bunch of New Yorkers who are just watching this um, dramatic... Uh, unfolding and then just as he's about to detain this chameleon guy which do we ever learn how spider-man realizes he's a bad guy he doesn't spider-man's like why are you running away i like literally just saved you puts him down on the ground the guy starts running away so i think it's just he's suspicious and spider-man's like what the hell man and spider-man's used to this like every no matter who he saves they run away they always run away from him (laughs) no thank you that's for sure yeah, yeah, and Spider-Man can't stop him because he has to, of course, rescue some window washers that are also yes. victims to this. There's always a window washer. The most dangerous job in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> don't get that job. You will always be... You know what, though? You almost always live, and you've got a cool story out of it. So maybe that's true. do get that job because... You get rescued multiple times by superheroes. So yeah, while Spider-Man's catching these window washers and saving the people on the ground who are standing under falling buildings, the chameleon does manage to escape. 
then we cut to Peter Parker, who's no longer Spider-Man, nor worried about this escaped um, man, because he's back at his work chasing down Mr. Jameson because he really wants to photograph the peace treaty signing. Um, and Who doesn't? <laughs> honestly, that's ultimate goal. So you could photograph uh, superheroes all day long, but peace treaty signings. I, you uh, Did either of you guys major in journalism? No. Okay. I thought you did. I was wrong. Um, I thought that it was like cool to like be there at the time and take pictures of stuff that nobody's ever seen before. At the peace treaty, they're sitting there signing things. Anyone, I could take that picture. Anyone could take that picture. Why is this a good job? For some That's reason, what I was thinking. Peter Parker thinks this is going to win him a Pulitzer. That's not true, though. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> it's not a groundbreaking. It's a photo that everyone else is also going to be able to take. Yes. And there's a photographer from every every single outlet is able to send a photographer. So Somehow, all those photographers are going to get one. This is going to be fancier. <laughs> and there's already going to be a photographer from uh, their, where Newspaper. he's at. Why can't I think of it? The Bugle? Yes. Daily Bugle. Jesus. <laughs> so, But it's very important to Peter Parker that he gets this job because this is how he's going to win his Pulitzer. So he chases uh, Mr. Jameson down. Mr. Jameson has to go get his tux fitted. For the party that's happening that evening for this peace mm-hmm. treaty setting. Seems a little last minute. A little... Well, this is this show follows in the footsteps of the OC 10 years before the OC came out, where there's a gala every night. Mm-hmm. Every episode, you need a gala. And you need a new suit, obviously. A new tuxedo for every single one. I think uh, J. John Winter Jansen has, like gone to so many parties already in the the amount of episodes that i've seen like just this first season because wasn't he previously planning like a, his daughter's like party or something like that he was planning a big party beforehand like i do not think this is our our first big party that he has gone to oh, he no. should have a suit <laughs> he's, he's and uh felicia's mom felicia hardy's mom is always throwing parties that's yeah. been like half the episode so far is that another un, untalked about pink tax is that it's disgusting if women wear the same outfit to two different parties, but boys can literally wear the same boring bullshit to everything they go to. That thousand percent. Absolutely. One of my, uh, my husband constantly complains one that I need to buy a dream dress for every like wedding we go to. And two that my dresses have taken up like a fourth of my closet for, even though I you wear have them, the like, reverse once. husband of everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most husbands are like, you don't need another dress. So two of those together. <laughs> and he's like, no, madame. I would buy you a new one and a carriage to go with it. <laughs> he, he's supportive in that way, but he also is like frustrated with like, why do you need? He's like, who cares? It's a standard. It's a bullshit double standard. Who cares? You do. You told me. Society does. God, we yeah. finally found one double standard between men and women. We well, found it. one. We've made groundbreaking history. It does exist. Um, so yeah, Jameson apparently needs another tuxedo. He's living the women's standard life. He wore mm-hmm. his, you know, other one to the last gala two nights ago. He's got to get a new one. So, um, Or, Mac, maybe you're being insensitive. And Jameson, at his age, is growing a lot of weight <laughs> and just has to keep having getting that tux like let Ooh. out every time there's maybe a new that's party. What, what if he just got like a fat ass now? So he just needs to get those, those <laughs> pants like <laughs> fitted for that maybe, thick ass. Maybe he's like, he's got a really stressful job. So maybe he like drops weight really fast and then gains it really fast. So it's like every other gala. Oh, he has well, to have buy a two tuxes then, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got two sides of my closet feeling skinny, feeling fat. And I have. Different Blink-182 t-shirts on both sides. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it. I just packed We're away not... in vacuum seal bags all my feeling skinny clothes. because. <laughs> uh, 
In order to see if Jameson has a fat ass, we are going to need Apocalypse to come and knock him down towards the camera. Like <laughs> and then we just got to see that. But dumb. That's Put him next to Rogue. To find out. And then it'll justify his need for new tux fittings every single time. So he goes off in a limo and uh, Peter Parker jumps in with him to like pitch his need to photograph this uh, peace treaty signing. And as they're driving off, we see the chameleon change his appearance to Mr. Jameson to sneak into his office. Um, Which in this fucking this limo, of course, the limousine driver turns around and is like, yeah, basically, I'm kidnapping you because Jameson gets handcuffs on. And my, Peter my doesn't have thought, anything. My first thought is that's the chameleon, right? No, yeah. no. There's so many fucking villains here. There's so many different. Yeah, there's people. The I will say though, the cuffs come out and are really they like out of the armrests. All of a sudden, Peter Parker and Jimerson are just handcuffed to their seats. Yes. Did Peter even get handcuffed? Time. I don't remember seeing Peter get handcuffed. I only saw Jameson. Peter I thought Peter did. was was free. Peter free does Peter. get handcuffed <laughs> and he, he's super shady towards Mr. Jameson because Mr. Jameson is like reasonably freaking out as this limo turns into a spaceship and kidnaps the yeah. two of them. <laughs> and Peter Parker is sitting there like, well, I guess I better be the rational one of the two of us and stick around. <laughs> Peter's like, oh, so this episode began then? Okay. <laughs> here we go. Woo. Fucking asshole over here, Peter. He's so, yeah, he's so judgmental of Mr. Jameson being like, who are you? Where's my limo driver? Where are we going? <laughs> and how did Jameson not look at him and say like, uh, Peter, did you need to go to the tailor to get that one fucking sweatshirt in there every day? <laughs> every day. <laughs> also, can we talk about like, this was the 90s. You had like a higher standard of dress. Like now casual offices are much more common. How the yeah. fuck did he get away in his like, you know, cotton three, tricolor? Sweatshirt? He's a free. I think he's a yeah. freelance photographer. But that's why he's a freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. He won't put a fucking suit on. A that's right, shirt fucking Peter. Peter Parker. God damn it! Put <laughs> a suit on. Yeah. Um. So th- they get taken up in this aircraft, this the spaceship up to like a satellite spaceship that's just hovering above New York City. It's called the Helicarrier. Yeah. But if they don't oh, show do it with like the the fancy shield helicarrier like. There's no shield on logos it. on it. Yeah, yeah. well, they, and it's also not blending in with the sky, as far as we know. It's just yeah. hanging out there. Right. This was long city. before we came up with all of the cool stuff that Shield can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when Shield just had a basic satellite, helicarrier, uh, <laughs> just just the basic one, and uh, they dump Peter Parker into a little nice little uh, casual holding space and they take yeah. mr jameson off to an unknown location and i love the respect that you're showing jjj like you're not calling <laughs> mr Jonah jameson mr jameson j3 j cubed i love <laughs> i didn't even realize that i have uh I, it, it was like uh really important to my parents that i always you know always address elders by elders by their name that they prefer. Apparently that's still ingrained in me. It took me years to not answer the phone the way they taught me as a child. So I'll work on breaking that one next. Which is uh, what do you want? How do they, how do they <laughs> teach you? I had to answer the phone. The Cummings residents may ask who's calling. <laughs> Every that's single awesome. time. Every single I answered time. it. Uh, uh, it was something like uh, the Haley taxidermy. Uh, you stuff them we no you muff them we stuff them <laughs> i don't remember you know what? i probably shouldn't have even started that sentence <laughs> you kill them we fill them 
No. You kill him, we kill him. Oh, yeah. there he, he. Now it's all coming back. Beautiful. What a great. I, I honestly might teach my son to answer the phone that way. <laughs> just uh, just on an off chance that it's family that I don't want to talk to or a telemarketer. It's great for both. Um, All right. So, so Peter's separated from JJ, Jameson, Jonah. Uh, and Perfect. when he goes out to investigate where he is, uh, he discovers that they're, yeah, again, hovering above the city. And um, he discovers JJ with none other than the previously thought to be dead Nick Fury. That Colonel Nick up? Fury. Did this what? Yeah. Fuck you guys up. That Absolutely. Nick Fury looks a little different. Yeah, I was like, you're not Nick Fury. That's, you're white as fuck. Oh, I was like, whoa, his eye patch is on the wrong side. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Kate, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Caitlin's like, this is a fucking trash cartoon. If they don't address this, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> that's why they call him Fury. <laughs> he infuriates but everyone else. <laughs> don't worry. That's like the literally the first thing he fucking addresses is the fact that the eye patch is on the wrong side. And yeah. what a hack what a hack Jameson is, mm-hmm. which I appreciate Nick Fury for doing. He drives You know the people with eye patches, him. like they turn that into their entire personality. Like, yes, we <laughs> know you have an eye patch, but He needed everyone to know though, when you put me in the obituary, how dare you fucking <laughs> flip my picture so everyone thinks that my eye patch is on it's the other side? side. That's not even me. That's not me. I'm not dead. That person's dead. I do want to point out th- point out though that like this was a really high tech eye patch that was made by apple and it does all this crazy stuff so mm-hmm. it's actually called an eye patch oh yeah. lowercase i good to lower know case <laughs> I, uh... so yeah uh nick fury reveals he's not he's not actually dead and then he reveals like all of shield secrets to mm-hmm. the biggest journalist in new york city um and the biggest like blabbermouth too and he's like the only reason i'm telling you all this is because uh there's this this villain called the Chameleon working with terrorists who's already destroyed like a bunch of uh, ambassador events and, you know, is out to stop this peace treaty signing and you need to be aware. At, I mean, the Chameleon is a terrorist, like, and uh, just to the highest bidder. But before we realize that he gets paid, it really seems like he is just going to random places on the map to fuck shit up. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, he's, he's at Sarajevo. Fuck that shit up. Paris, fuck that shit up. Which honestly is how most villains seem to operate. Yeah. It's so especially in the Estaz universe, like that's not I wasn't phased by that whatsoever. But the choice of a peace treaty to blow that up is like, how about a non peace non treaty? Like it's a good idea. <laughs> no one's like, signing no. shit here. Peace. No peace. No <laughs> yeah, so he, he reveals what the chameleon is up to. Um it, it, JJ does not seem too concerned. He's like, we've got he, we've got police. He also FBI. really trusts uh, uh, J3 with way too much because yeah. he gives him a pin. And he's like, it's your job now to identify the chameleon. This Nick Fury has been like, you know, I have all these super people under my belt, but I need this normal, this normal shit journalism person, which I have already said he's a shit journalist. And um, but he's going to be the person that that points out the chameleon for me. He's going to be the one who identifies that something's off at the staff, even though he can't even identify that Peter Parker is Spider-Man working for him. <laughs> or he's not worried because he actually thinks Spider-Man is great and knows Spider-Man's going to handle it. That might be the case. I do want to point out something, though. This is uh, for, all of, for you two and all our listeners. If you guys ever want somebody, uh, like a child or a grown man, to do something that you want them to do, uh, ask them to do it. They'll say no and then say... I'll give you this badge. And then they'll be like, <laughs> hell yeah, I will. 
I've been deputized. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I just need to keep badges in my pockets power. now. I really, it is. That's how. That's how girls end up running the world. We just give men. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's like stickers. You just, <laughs> girls are in power because they keep saying, "Yeah, buddy, it's a badge," it's, and that's how you do you it. You get a title. <laughs> you get to be the hero. Um. So meanwhile, they are they're they're up in a satellite above New York City and the chameleon has snuck into Jameson's office and he's taking photos that Jameson has just a binder of all of his staff with pictures of them just cool. casually in his office uh, and the chameleon is using this to his advantage and he's taking photos of um, each of these staff members including Peter Parker so he can use their na- likeness to you know obviously navigate the party I have one concern about this though each of these photos is just from like mid torso up Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't show belts. So like it do- doesn't show below the belt. What if they got a dunk? He doesn't know. <laughs> what if? Yeah, I mean, obviously Jameson demands torso up so you don't see his fat fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop growing. But now Chameleon's not gonna know if you've got a fat fucking ass, and he's just gonna put regular ass legs on his body. <laughs> <laughs> that Jameson is well built. Yeah. <laughs> Jameson's hitting the gym. Look at him. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it, it's a fa- flawed plan. It seems to work out for the chameleon, but it, it definitely has some flaws. Um, and I think it also works out for us, if I may, because what we have, uh, this is after they get home, right? Get They're back in the office? Yeah, they come back like right as he's in the office. Okay, and so Jameson's like, or chameleon Jameson's like, give me those files. And then real Jameson's like, I already gave you those files. And they keep walking in and out of doors of the same room. Yep. And guys, we are in a Fraser episode in the middle of an episode of Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, it, I wish there was a laugh track in just this one scene of like, who is who? Yeah. Yeah. Chameleon walks in as Jameson, yells at his secretary. Jameson enters and the chameleon, some other journalist or photographer or something that works for him. Uh, that, that's Glory Grant. Oh, Glory Grant. Who is now, because Chameleon at one point takes over Glory Grant. Uh, so, Bet Betsy Brant it was his secretary. Now it's Glory Grant. Uh, it doesn't matter what the names are as long as they're stupid, according to comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this Glory Grant is uh, voiced by Nell Carter. Nell Carter, folks. Uh, we remember her from sitcoms in the eighties. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'm gonna, let's go. Let's go back and forth because she was on like five sitcoms. Okay. Uh, McKenna and Caitlin. The McKenna and Caitlin. We'll see what like name the Nell Carter sitcom. Okay. Matt, go ahead. Sitcom from the 80s. Um, that she was on. That she was on. It was a Brady Bunch, right? Okay. Family Mostly Matters. Was that in the 80s? That was the 90s, huh? That was... Okay. This is this has gone terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. We were... I will uh, I will conclude the Nell Carter conversation with saying I can't remember a single name of it. <laughs> there were a lot of them. <laughs> I was starting to feel like reasonably guilty for a microsecond. So thank you very much. Um, all right. So Jameson uh, returns. He's, he's now with his secretary. She's trying to hand him files. He's saying those files were already handed to me. What the fuck are you doing? And meanwhile, the chameleon escapes. But fortunately, Spider-Man and his spider senses go off. And he's able to realize that... Uh, that the chameleon's present and Jameson also realizes and presses his little badge pin. I he, love that the the reason they realize that 
like the only way that they can tell that the chameleon is a chameleon is because the spider sense. But they don't realize the fucking huge ass belt that is on this dude in every scene. And so how we know that he's a chameleon, like no one sees it. Spider-Man at one point is like, oh, my spider sense, I'll have to rely on that. And then some shield schlub, probably yes. making minimum wage, is running through the hall saying, on his like, calm, look at the belt buckle. Yes. Just look at the belt buckle, you will find him. And none of them still do that. None of them do that. I also love that when uh, Jameson, JJ realizes that uh, the chameleon's there, he has this look of like, I can't tell Peter Parker what's going on, but he like subtly touches the patch pin. Yeah. It's a secret that I'm even pressing this button here. (laughs) Do you guys see what I'm talking about, about dudes? He takes it with such honor. He takes it with such honor. He's basically now a superhero himself and he hates That's what he thinks. But he really likes this position that he is in. Um, so Chameleon's running through his office, uh, dressing up as different people. Shield agents manage to stop all of the employees, but not the Chameleon ever. Spider-Man, however, does manage to catch this uh, the Chameleon as he's escaping down the stairs. But the Chameleon um, sprays a nice little... Uh, this is his other power that we haven't talked about. He's got this belt, but also a nonstop like, supply of goo-goo gas that will knock people out immediately. Yeah. Which, because his his power is so terrible, people are going to be like, oh, wait, I figured it out. You're the chameleon. And he's like, fuck. And then yeah. knocks him and out. And then just disappears and can change into someone else. Um, and that's about the halfway point of our episode. So we're going to go to a quick break. And when we return, we're going to see if they ever manage to stop catching each other and finally catch the chameleon. I doubt it. <laughs> And we return, but we don't return just the three of us. We return with someone who has equally super and awesome powers, just as a chameleon does. We have a special guest to join us on this last half of this episode, and it's Greg. Oh, you guys, you were just talking about how great the chameleon is and how great the chameleon's powers are, and and, and I'm just like that. Thank you so much. And now you're here, yeah. <laughs> now you're here. Uh, Mac, let's not cut again, because... We can't afford to have another villain in the studio come back with us. You don't want to just <laughs> add more? That's been my chaotic yeah. plan for this whole episode, was if I just cut and slowly sneak in more supervillains, how chaotic would this episode be? Mac is chaos now, Greg. Chaos, oh, yeah. chaos incarnate. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin is, what do we call it, neutral? Yeah. I, neutral. I just got knuckles. I just got mad knuckles, man. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let's let's not catch Greg up on the stuff all the listeners already know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to know. I'll just what? figure out who has knuckles as we go along. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let You'll us find know out. if you make any breakthroughs on that. But we do have to get back to our episode. We left off where the chameleon was escaping uh, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peter Parker. Not before he escapes as Peter Parker and plants a kiss on Mary Jane. Just as a little all right. drive-by. Here Ooh. we go. Let's talk about it. This is disgusting. And this is like... <laughs> We'll get back to this later in the episode. They address it, but not in like a way that it. Uh, I mean, this is, this is you. Sh- you can't do this to people. This is assault. No. <laughs> yes, that's assault, brother. <laughs> but Mary MJ, she likes it, but also like, she also addresses the fact that she doesn't like the fact that he did it, but then does like it. It's just that's not, not the good. problem here, Caitlin. It's I, it's Jane without consent. It was bad. Takes. It's the lack of consent. I yeah, I don't think we should go. There was off no of consent. Like, whether or not she approves as the standard because she's also pursuing Peter Parker, who's the shittiest boyfriend that a cartoon has ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> this particular cartoon? Because, yeah, he is in it a lot. He is in it a lot. Yeah, he's he's the lowest standard. When your standard is Peter Parker. 
in this. Well, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't Mary Jane too hot to have good taste in men? Oh, yeah. I feel she, like mm. those things are like almost never co-present. She tipped that scale. Yeah. yeah. Once you get a certain degree hot, your taste in men is just like the worst possible. <laughs> the worse, the better. Yeah. The, the more they <laughs> abandon you during important Neck events. Neck tattoo. Whoa. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> so come. Chameleon gets the MJ kiss, but Peter never gets that MJ kiss. No, but no. and Chameleon, you know, he's already a villain, so he's gonna do this anyways. He no does consent. run off in a suave way because she's like, "What makes you think you could do that?" He's like, "Cause I'm the luckiest guy in New York." And he just runs through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, at the end, like uh, the post credit scene was Chameleon texting Peter, just saying, "Uh, I kissed MJ." So yeah. I guess that was worth yeah. it. I got your girl. Gotcha. <laughs> Didn't to. get that. Does so MJ get that peace treaty? Does MJ figure out that she kissed the chameleon? No, no. Because like, what if she's always like, Peter? Remember, there was this one time you kissed me, <laughs> and you've never quite kissed me that way again. But could you kiss me like you're a supervillain? <laughs> can you kiss me upside down like you're a supervillain? Well, how about uh, this? Could you kiss me? <laughs> Period. Like, just yeah. kiss yeah. me like that villain did that one time, and I didn't even know it was a villain. The one time you made a move and... Uh, and then you stood me up on our date because she invites him to her play. Which yeah. she said she had a seat. That night and is performing in that night. <laughs> uh, what if MJ is not... Maybe acting is not her future. I know that she goes to modeling pretty soon, the acting of non-talking. And uh, <laughs> I think that might be right because they're doing a Southern version of Midsummer Night's Dream. And I don't know why, but she's dressed in a big Civil War costume reading Shakespeare or reciting Shakespeare. Reciting Shakespeare. It's not good. It's not good. But listen, she obviously just learned the role because she literally comes to tell Peter Parker, I got the part. The show's tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the middle of a very important scene in the play, she looks at his empty chair, which apparently, I guess, that's an MJ thing because she also has that in Spider-Man Two? You can or just oh, yeah. see through all the stage lights and find the one empty seat yep, that your always. boyfriend was supposed to be. There's in. a sign on it that says Peter Parker was supposed to sit here, but he did not. <laughs> um, and so while this actor is talking to her, she's thinking, "Motherfucking Peter Parker, goddamn it!" Yeah, yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's just she's not focused on her dialogue whatsoever. Bad acting right there. She's not in the role. No, no, uh, complete method here. Just thinking obviously about this would be this would be totally wrong. But imagine. Peter Parker and the chameleon join sides and the chameleon shows up to the play as Peter Parker. There you go. And Together, every time Peter Parker needs to be Spider-Man, he doesn't have to yes, miss his MJ dates. Exactly. The chameleon's there to <laughs> fill in. This, I feel like this is multiplicity, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Whole new Spider-Man part. So MJ's performance in very bad Shakespeare on a stage in a very bad costume. And the party that... JJ's hosting for these two very important, like I guess, foreign dignitaries. Why? Why is a newspaper hosting this? Like, <laughs> There's a bunch of VIPs there. Party. All, all I understood from this party is there are VIPs there, and Shield is watching over, and Chameleon wants to get in here. It was very kind of confusing, and but it I accepted it, on it the, all. Like, the bottom floor of his office building. Yeah, <laughs> I accepted it all though. I was like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, all I right. Mean, like I like. Caitlin is watching television correctly. Like I, this all barely crossed my mind. But why would it? Like uh, MJ is in her costume. She's there reciting Shakespeare at this dignitary party. Who, Dude, who knows? Who cares? Yeah, the Animaniacs uh, are running in the background. Doesn't matter. I watch shows very incorrectly. So the party's happening. The chameleon breaks into like the thirty eighth floor oh, and 
Spider-Man catches this all happening. Uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are aware. And so they all jump in after him and run to uh, chase him and stop him. But the chameleon decides to imitate Peter Parker. Or not Sp- Peter Parker, Spider-Man this time. And all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents manage to do is catch Spider-Man and not the chameleon. And at one point he's like pleading like, this would be so much easier if we all like went after the chameleon right <laughs> and they're like fuck you and they shoot their lasers at him and he's like do i have a belt guys i don't have a belt leave me alone <laughs> they don't care and, and then they are like well that's true you know but that costume doesn't make sense because sometimes it's a onesie but sometimes it's a twosie and you lift your shirt up so like where is <laughs> yeah, the belt? The, we're equally upset about this and we we want to detain you as well <laughs> fuck um, you laser laser but realizing the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just keep fucking this up, Nick Fury decides that it's time for him to step in and come on down, leave his nice little satellite hovercraft and come essentially just fix things, which he probably should have done ages ago because this man has escaped and bombed multiple like foreign affairs events. This is not the first time, but he finally decides no, to step in. But he's not a terrorist, though, Mac. He works for the American government. That's two very different things. So, so he has... Uh, yeah, like, well, Nick Fury can sort of just bomb whatever country, <laughs> yeah. and it's super fine, but Chameleon does it, and it's like, we have to get that Chameleon. Yeah, but Nick Fury could have just stepped in and bombed him ages ago, and he only does it after, like, the <laughs> sixth time his Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have fucked up. Like, he gives them a lot of chances. But what I'm saying is Nick Fury was busy bombing poor other countries. Oh, you're right, you're right. right. He had other work to do, because he does work right. for the U.S. government, so. Damn. And he also doesn't work, because, like, half the government doesn't even know he exists, so he gets away with a lot more then uh then should be allowed so the chameleon runs off and uh they decide that it's time for these ambassadors to leave the party up in a helicopter because things are getting dangerous and so they nick uh fury and and the the agents of shield team they all escort these foreign people foreign dignitaries up through um up through the the building and up to the helicopter pad that's just on the top of the building. And there is off. no security for these doppelgangers. You know there's a doppelganger running around, the chameleon. <laughs> and there is no one being like double checking like before they get on the helicopter. Is this so and so? There's only like five people. Two. It's not like you need to people. find the double. You just need to spot the belt, which is always in plain view because he needs to be able to take pictures of his next victim. So he I was wearing a belt earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no one seems to notice but Spider-Man that it is not in fact Nick Fury leading these uh, foreign um, leaders away, but the chameleon once again has snuck into. How, Mac? Is it Spidey How do they know? How would he know? How can he <laughs> tell? There's obviously no way other than his spider sense that he just figures it out. But when he tries no. to stop them, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., just completely uh, completely kidnap him, like uh, handcuff him, stop him, hold him hostage from uh, moving forward. And it takes a long while for him to convince them that he is, in fact, just a good guy trying to help out. Because even and how JJ- does he do it? How does he do it? Because uh, freaking the bad picture, the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chekhov's eye patch. Yes. The eye patch. That's it's the only way we know. The 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 eye patch is switched. And that's the only way that we know that because that is the Nick of Fury a photo of Nick Fury in which Jameson reversed in his obituary. And, that's- and everyone is screaming, 
It's the eye patch. Like, they pass it along. The eye patch is different. The eye patch is wrong. The eye patch is different. And then there's one guy who's like, also, Nick Fury's white. That's weird. And then everyone's like, no. <laughs> They're like, okay. He's supposed to be white. Get the fuck out of here. The chameleon, realizing he's caught by this poorly placed eye patch, dives into the helicopter, which he has proven he's not the most skilled at flying, <laughs> yeah. and takes <laughs> off. Just in time for the real Nick Fury to arrive. The agents well, of plus shield- we, we haven't talked about S.H.I.E.L.D. Lady yet, who I don't yeah. believe gets a name. But no. It should be like a real character. I don't know who this is or who it's based on from the comic books, but Nick Fury has a uh, like a second in command mm-hmm. that should be Maria Hill or somebody, but I think this is way before Maria Hill was invented. But she is a little more aggressive, a little more hawkish, let's say. Let's just fucking shoot everybody and ask questions later. Yeah. And the helicopter flies away, and she pulls her gun out to shoot, but she runs the... And it's She-Ra. It is just... I'm pulling my gun and then screams <laughs> and blasts this helicopter to hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just shoots chaotically. She is very much the aggressive, like, I'm just going to go for it. Um, she thinks Nick Fury is a bitch. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to handle this my way. We get, a, we get a second helicopter down, um, but this time in water instead of yeah. a building. And, and that and fucking disgusting New York River. What it's going it to leave some slime the on Hudson? you. The Hudson. The yeah. Hudson. It's going to leave some some nice little gross stuff on you. So, yeah, he crashes into the ocean or it crashes into the river. And uh, they say, go search the water. Make sure like he didn't escape. And, um, and everybody's like, no, he's probably dead. We don't they don't really follow through on that. He's, he's fine. Did you see that crash? He's definitely, definitely gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they just assume he's gone. And the next day, the peace treaty signing happens. Jameson's sitting there with his uh, other reporter photographer, and in sneaks in Peter Parker, ready to take his Pulitzer Prize winning photo. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he pulls out his camera, and Jameson's like, how did you get here? He's like, I always have my ways. He's very, very confident as Peter Parker. And um, he pulls out a camera, and very suddenly reveals it's not Peter Parker because this camera, it turns out to be a giant, like it's more than a gun. This is like a missile launcher mm-hmm. that launches Hold some on. sort of laser bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody has to light the fuse in the back of the camera. And he, he launches it. Um, but just before he's about to hit the two uh, signing the peace treaty, Spider-Man jumps in and tackles oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> the chameleon down and they, they have a nice little fight. Um, and he finally breaks the belt. Yes, yes. He punches him, not below the belt, in the, in the belt. <laughs> he punches the belt. The chameleon's powers are completely gone. He's devastated. And the chameleon's reign on terror on world peace is finally over. For now. Um, and as far <laughs> as we know, those peace trees, they get signed. We cut to sure. Peter uh, Spider-Man like on top of a building as he chills, protecting the neighborhood. And uh, he's complaining that like everyone's not supportive of him and how he always saves the day. <laughs> and Nick someone Fury, great ending to the episode. Someone told him thank you, and he was like, "Oh my god, no one has ever told me thank you Nick before Fury. in my life." Nick Fury, yeah, yeah, Nick flies Fury. by and is like, "That's thank right you for like all your hard work." And he's like, "Wow, I've never been thanked for this job ever." It was weird Did to watch him be, thanks? be thanked and then have one tear come out of that white part of his costume. <laughs> that's the eye. <laughs> yeah he's he's very uh a little emo in his feelings at the end but nick fury saves his day by like revealing that he is grateful for him finally catching the chameleon if he's not gonna get the respect mac he's definitely gonna get the girl right 
Oh, absolutely. Obviously, with that power move before, because uh, the very next scene is uh, Peter Parker answering his home's front door to a very, very upset Mary Jane, who yells at him for not showing up to her Shakespeare performance and tells him to never kiss her like that again. And Mm. Peter Parker is stunned at his door, completely shocked, and then finally realizing what must have happened, that there's been this, you know, shape-shifting dog ganger running around New York City. Completely shocked as in, like, he's saying, aw, shucks. Not, like, like he was, like, a crab leg. or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Or a corn. Aw, shucks. Yeah, he's, he's saying, aw, shucks. And he's, I can't tell if he's more devastated that Mary Jane's mad at him or that he, he somehow kissed her without actually kissing her. Yeah. I think he's messed up by how into it he is. <laughs> that he's like, oh no, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> Bad it makes news, sense, everyone. but oh no. Oh man, it's going to be so complicated Should've and icky. Should have this coming. <laughs> we have a show in the best of the year comedy bracket and drama bracket that both handle those two things. Yeah, so. the, the, those guys. Those types of people. <laughs> um. So yeah, he... He, Mary Jones ru- Jane runs off. He tries to chase her down and be like, I can't really explain it, but you got to listen to me. And Accidentally that's- breaks her back. <laughs> 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 Shit. Hold on. That was chameleon. I got to go. Do uh, over. Uh, and then like uh, a pan out as if this is a sitcom. As if like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just like goes above the There's neighborhood. There's like, yeah, like, they just zoom out of them running down the street. And that's, that's the end credits right there. All right. That was this week's episode of uh, Spider-Man, the animated series. But before we wrap up um, this whole thing, we've got to get into the Webbies. We've got to give this show some awards. And I've got to give some points for the best, best nice little awards. So we're going to dive right in. And Caitlin, I'm going to call on you for this first one. I would like to know what you thought the most 90s thing of this episode was. Uh, Most 90s thing, obviously, is going to be Nick Fury's White. (laughs) <laughs> dude, dude in the so 90s so many people were white <laughs> that guy was white as hell he had a flat top he's wild <laughs> um but yeah that, we that's just my thought most that was thing. totally normal too <laughs> yeah we just like we were nonplussed <laughs> didn't phase anyone all right ryan what is your most 90s thing my most 90s thing is how spidey sense works which i don't know if we've seen this before it works differently in every single format of spider-man storytelling but in this one, it cuts in the background is like the most 90s, like <laughs> chaos and pictures. And then it's the colors. It's like the mm-hmm. teal mm-hmm. and the aqua. And like, mm-hmm. It's if like you had all a the colors of the suits 90s, that Larry Sanders wore. It's like the pattern that was on most bedspreads in the 80s exactly, and 90s yeah. is behind. It's like head. a Taco Bell in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also like uh, arcade floor patterns, carpet patterns. Hell yeah. Same pattern yeah. behind his head. <laughs> All right. My most 90s thing was that um, the two times the Spider-Man gets gassed by the chameleon, he talks about the dangers of secondhand smoke, which is yeah. like, so dare-coded. It just Oh, my God. <laughs> it felt very 90s. But, um, Caitlin, you're going to win that one because yeah. that, is, that is very clearly the winner. I'm going to go ahead and give you 10 points. Yay. All right. Ryan, let's have you start off the next one. What is the best uh, web zinger or pun from this episode? It was dangerous secondhand smoke. Like, Peter, shut the fuck up. <laughs> People love secondhand smoke. It's what <laughs> keeps the world going around. Nobody wants to hear your bullshit. But no, it was so... This is what I hate about mostly Deadpool comics over Spider-Man comics is just like 
jamming in this stupid bullshit. Yeah. And so he has to stop, and he's getting Guga gassed yeah. for whatever we called it before, and he has to be like, oh, second hand smoke, and then he falls to the ground. And he, he You don't always like, have to be on. Cigarette smoke, and then also the like uh, taxi, like car, uh, mm-hmm. carbon monoxide. Oh, w- wait, hold on. The, it, it, yeah, uh, Nope, that's my New York award, McKenna. So oh, we'll so sorry. I can't have you quote that yet, but you'll hear it soon. Um, yeah, he's he's got to reference both. Caitlin, what is your best web zinger or pun from this episode? Uh, the best zinger, which is just, I think, the best line, which is, um, it does, I guess it does pay to have for shoddy journalism, which is what Peter Parker's, or what... Uh, Either Peter Parker or Spider-Man says to J. Jonah Jameson, and yeah, it's fantastic. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man says it, yeah. Peter Parker would never it's, dare to speak to Jameson that you're way. You're so right. <laughs> but it was so beautiful to see him spat in his, his you know, then, boss's face. The craziest thing. I watched this uh, viral video the other day, and it's kind of old, but uh, it's of this boomer freaking out at a hairstylist. And she's like, you can't talk to people like that. You can't talk to people like that, the hairstylist. And then she's like... Karen or whatever, I'm going to do your hair, but you have to stop talking to people like that. And then Karen fucking takes a swing at the hairstylist. <laughs> so when Spider-Man says that to J. Jonah Jameson, they're on like a uh, rooftop. Yeah. And he fucking goes to take a swing at Spider-Man. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Don't and do then he that, just boomer. dies backwards off of this. Yeah. He's, yeah. He guess it finally pays to do shoddy journalism. Bye. <laughs> just dives away. Bye-bye. Uh, Caitlin, we had the same one. I loved that Woo! moment. I uh, really enjoyed that. So you're going to get another five points. Wow. Um, Ryan, I'm going to give you a chance to catch up. I know you just went first last, but I need you to give me the best uh, thing that Cyber Sprout does. Oh, I- my God. Mac. Uh, well, Cyber Sprout is um, clearly... It's just like when I think about it, it's like their design experts are well versed in digital strategy and elegant design, combining the two masterfully. And if I had to say, off the top of my head, they work hand in hand with you. Uh, they focus on collaboration and goal driven design to help make sure your website reaches the right customers. That's a wow. pretty impressive thing that they do. That's that's going to be hard to beat. Caitlin, do you have a best thing that Cybersprout does better than Ryan's? Well, I really love how they handle like all the maintenance on the website and especially for websites that are WordPress and stuff. So cool that they are able to do that for you because they're they are able to like handle the security, maintenance, backups and speed optimization. That's freaking wild. They even migrate your website for you. That's my favorite thing. They'll but... migrate it. So they'll pull it to an easier to use space. Yep. It's really cool. That's, I love Cyber Sprout. That's truly impressive. Well, you heard it here. Those awards were pretty good. And that is all for the helping you build the best website. That's cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. Ryan, I really like the fact you uh, the facts that you gave about Cybersprout. So I'm going to go ahead and give you five points for, for just boosting up all that that company offers. We've got two more Webbies to give out. Caitlin, what is the best Kung Fu grip or power that we saw used in this episode? I think obviously the best use of power here is poor journalism. Um, (laughs) And uh, if we didn't have that, uh, the chameleon wouldn't have been caught. Um, Making the world go round. Mm -hmm. It really, I think if people weren't bad at their jobs, like we, we wouldn't have this whole episode and we wouldn't have caught the chameleon. So that's, that's a fair point. This whole episode hinges on poor journalism and, and I'm going to tell that to my boss (laughs) in in my next um, review. As a journalist. (laughs) As a journalist. Uh, Just so you know, poor journalism is better. It saves the world. You're welcome. Stop, (laughs) supervillains. 
it just really is helpful. All right, Ryan, what is your best kung fu grip or power? Uh, so many options here. Uh, punch to the belt is amazing. Uh, saving the helicopter. But I have to go with when Spider-Man escapes, they're in like a building hallway and he escapes from all the S.H.I.E.L.D. members. And there's about eight feet of hallway left. And he flips over and over again mm-hmm. and on the floor four times <laughs> in yep. eight feet. Uh, it looks like he's playing a video game he does not know how to play. Like mm-hmm. he's just hitting the wrong buttons. Uh, that's my Spidey. I keep talking yes. and rolling. I keep talking and rolling. I just want to <laughs> Have done it's that. It's like, what is it? Zelda? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> macho, right. macho, man. <laughs> my uh, best power is that he's um, Spider-Man has webs. He can fly. He can catch people. But he only manages to use his webs to stop people from like moving around against the three uh, shield agents who are trying to stop him never once manages to use them on the chameleon until the very end um so yeah he's he's got these webs but he just he never remembers to use them um but i do love that he stops the the guys are on the same side as him uh in the yeah action. if you web up the chameleon episode is like just over there. yeah yeah the you can't like, do oh, that. i can't i can't move yeah, so if, i'm stuck I, uh, oh, all you can even do is web up his can his little belt buckle like you don't even need to web his <laughs> There was one blip that I swear to God I saw where Spider-Man webbed up the chameleon, and then you heard a director go cut, and then it like there was a <laughs> they just tore it off and real the, fast. The chameleon was free, yeah, yeah. They're like that didn't happen. Never mind. Um, honestly, creativity alone, Dougal, you get another. Uh, we're gonna Son go seven points there. I'm fucking crushing it today. I like, I like books being our our person. Oh, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, before your pouty voice, Ryan, I was gonna offer you some points too because I did like your some results, but the whining at the end just uh, knocked them right out of me. Can't even offer them anymore. So sorry. Offer me points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think you'd appreciate my pity points anyway. So, like, do you really want those? No, and I was taught at an early age, don't lose good. No, don't <laughs> win good, lose bad. Yeah, <laughs> best way to go down. All right, we are on our final Webby. Ryan, what is your award for I'm walking here, or as we uh, also know it, the most New York thing that happens in this episode? Uh, Spider-Man says, and like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the room. Like, He needs to get off his ass and go do something, but instead he stops and says, this guy is going to ruin my lungs faster than if I'm in a car tailgating a Manhattan taxi. In the meantime, the, the bad guy escapes. <laughs> like, two people are murdered. He's got to get that PSA about, out about how, how bad taxi you know, driving and the, the, the poisoning is for, for your lungs. But Mac, Mac if I could, um, my actual award is somebody says he's going to, they're like, Chameleon's going to ruin New York City. And then somebody else says, New York City. And then I said at my house, that really chaps my hide. That's the New York Award tonight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that That's pretty good, too. Caitlin, what's your most uh, New York thing I'm walking here award? Uh, mine is going to be for Bruce, uh, the gargoyle, which is, um, we haven't talked about him, but Spider-Man's friend who he goes to, it's just a gargoyle on a building, and he named him shit. Bruce, and yeah, he tells him all of his shit, and he's the one who, who talks to Bruce and tells him how he's not ever thanked, and he's so happy that Nick Fury finally said thank you, so it's got to be it's gotta be my, my boy gargoyle, Bruce. This feels like a Paris thing, like- you know, someone hiding and talking to the gargoyles. More years and that curse is over. <laughs> Interesting. Not be here anymore. Crazy. I didn't even think that they were, you know, the same. That would be wild to think that. 
the hunchback of Notre Dame was in New York and not there. That's crazy. <laughs> Who would have thought that? All, Definitely not me. All gargoyles are actually the same. All, the all same. gargoyles live in New York. Yeah, they just go and from building to building. It didn't just come to me right now that that was Notre Dame's indeed in Paris and not in New York. Wild. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm glad he took it down for all of our listeners who may not have made that distinction. Yeah. So that's what Mike always says. Yeah. I was stupid uh-huh. for the help of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was no- for all of you. Notre Dame plays in New York sometimes, so that's yeah, probably exactly. why you're confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very easy to con- uh, to confuse. Um, mm-hmm. My most uh, New York thing was when Spider-Man and Jameson are uh, taken up to the the Shield hovercraft. And it's revealed that it's just a satellite, but it's like most satellites are real far out. Like you can't see them except maybe like a blinking light occasionally from Earth. But it's like when Spider-Man's looking out of it, he can see the tops of skyscrapers. It is close (laughs) to the surface of New York and not a single New Yorker is phased by this thing floating in the sky right above them. Do you know what I was thinking about today? Is, Is New York the best sequel of all time? Because York is probably a thing, but we don't fucking... We York n- no has nothing. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like New York has certainly... It's overshadowed that. York, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. What is yeah. York doing? No one's writing songs making about York. Patties. No one's right. saying that they can't wait to visit <laughs> York. Uh, the York version of Alicia Keys. <laughs> <laughs> singing in York. <laughs> in York. York Terriers, you know. Not the best. <laughs> Oh, damn. A subpar terrier. Just (laughs) low on the totem pole of all terriers. All right. So New York, the best sequel to ever, uh, ever be. Um, The most New York thing. Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and give you that one. I'll give you another five points. um, That's not enough, Max. I need more points than that. You you do. (laughs) Unfortunately, you don't get them. But you do get another five as you pointed out, though, it's not enough. Caitlin, you got 23 points. Ryan, you did end with 10. So, Caitlin, you Woo! have won our, um, our the Webbies. All the Webbies. You've won. You won the show, essentially. Yay. So, congratulations. <laughs> um, in honor of winning, can you tell us yep. about some websites? For fucking sure I can. You can go to um, a really good website. It's called Amazon. That's where you can buy some stuff. Um, But you shouldn't just go to Amazon. You should go to popfilter.co slash Amazon. um, Because that's how you should... Or or you should go to amazon.com slash popfilter. Nope. You had it right the first time. Yeah, yeah, yes. I I obviously did that on purpose. I was testing you. (laughs) popfilter.co slash Amazon. Go there to shop and get all your stuff. And then also you should just go to popfilter.co and check out all the podcasts that are on there and um, all the fun stuff that's on there. Thank you, Ryan. Caitlin mentioned other podcasts. What other podcasts could our uh, listeners maybe check out? Well, you could, of course, uh, listen to Movie of the Year, where right now the four of us and others... Mike and Cassie are trying to figure out what is the single greatest thing of any given 2023 as far as albums, movies, and TV shows go. Uh, This week we released the century of the year uh, where we all uh, talked about 100 facts in 100 minutes. Um, Always the greatest show of any given year, that given year, 2023. Uh, It's called Movie of the Year. Thank you. Yeah, you should definitely check that out. If you forgot or you need a constant reminder that's a show you should ch- uh, tune into, you should go ahead and follow uh, your pop filter on Instagram 
that is probably the best social media place to interact with uh, this podcast and movie of the year. Um, and they post fun little clips from these episodes just to remind you how great these shows are. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, say what you liked, loved, couldn't stop laughing about at uh, most recent century of the year. You should contact us at contact at popfilter.co. Nailed it. That is uh, how you get a hold of us. Next week, something is happening. Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners what's happening and we'll go ahead and get out of their ears. Guys, we are very uh, prepared to become a show that is all about animation, but with X-Men 97 coming next month and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Mutant Mayhem sequel coming to uh, an animated show very soon. But next week is a live action show called Resident Evil Season 3. No, Resident Alien. Season three. <laughs> uh, basically, it's been gone for two years, but I believe two years ago it swept the shushies, won every mm-hmm, award. Mm-hmm. This is our favorite show. Uh, we are so excited. So we get to talk about TV next week. I suppose this week where we talked about television. Is that the one that has Alan Tudyk in it? It's Pop Filter yes. Hall of Famer Alan Tudyk. Will I understand it if I haven't seen Alan One Dick? <laughs> he's ready he's ready chameleon strikes again <laughs> he's fucking ready as our exit it's probably a good thing i didn't bring on any other super villains for this show for ryan i'm caitlin i'm greg i'm mac and this has been superhero show show <laughs> <laughs>